bow our heads for prayer. Father in heaven, we come this evening reflecting on all of the things in our lives for which we are thankful. As we look to the year past, there are times of celebration and times of sorrow. And yet, through all of it, you have been there with us. You know our hearts, our minds, our spirit. And so, Lord, as we gather to say thanks, remind us that the thanks that we, we give to you is because you hold our very lives in your hands. Our salvation belongs to you. You gifted to us through your Son, our Savior, Jesus. And because of him, we are eternally thankful. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The gospel lesson is a lesson that we had just a few weeks back, the story of the, the ten lepers and only one returning to give thanks. And so I thought it would be nice to take a look at a different text this evening, especially that from St. Paul. As he writes this evening to the Philippians, we hear these words at the very beginning, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. It's kind of like Paul to start off with something that seems to be rather impossible. Raise your hands if you've never worried or been anxious about anything. All of us have at times in our lives suffered from worry or anxiety. We look at what's going on in the world around us or in our own lives and maybe our blood pressure goes up a little bit we just start to fret. Someone once did a study on worry and anxiety and discovered that about only 5% of the stuff that we worry or have anxiety over is within our own control. I remember someone once telling me, why do you worry? Does it impact your salvation? No. Then why worry? Because everything else is in God's hands. Why do you worry over that which you cannot control? Why do you over, worry over that which doesn't matter a week from now or a month from now or a year from now? And yet we do. We're human. And we forget that it's all in God's hands. We worry and we fret and we have anxiety. And Paul's trying to tell us 
in our lesson this evening how not to worry. I find it interesting that a couple of verses earlier from where our text starts, and somehow they didn't include these verses, but Paul uses the words, rejoice in the Lord always, I say again, rejoice. And to me that's so important because it's the rejoicing that lays the foundation or the groundwork for that which is to come. For if we are rejoicing and finding our joy in Christ, and remember joy is not happiness, because you can be sad and still be joyful. The unbelieving world kind of you know, wrestles with that, but when your joy is in Christ, you can shed those tears of sadness and sorrow and grief, even at the death of a loved one, and yet still be in joy in knowing that they're in heaven with their Lord and Savior. So when we rejoice, we're focusing on Christ. And we're remembering that what comes from Christ gives us a sense of peace that the world does not give and that the world does not understand. And of course, we know that the, the Hebrew word for peace is shalom. In fact, in our text this evening, Paul says this. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. I bet you guys have heard those words a few hundred times. Because I close every sermon with those words. It's a reminder that when we focus on Christ, when we focus on the Word of God, we begin to understand that that's where our peace comes from. That our peace is not found in the things of the world, the conditions of the world, the achievements of the world, or in our daily condition. But our peace is found in the cross of Christ in which we rejoice. Our peace is found in the knowledge of salvation that comes to us by God's grace through Christ. Rejoice in the Lord always even in the most dire of circumstances and situations, and give thanks to God in all things, not just the good, but the struggles that we face. In the trying times, give thanks to God. Why? Because we know that even in the worst of times, He does not desert us nor leave us, but He's there with us. Sometimes as Christians, we again expect God to take us out of all of the bad situations, but that's not what God promises. God just promises to be with us through them. So what do we do? Well, if we take a look at the next section, Paul starts off with the word whatever. Now, those of you who receive emails from me know that my tagline on my emails is always whatever with the reference to Philippians. I don't write it out, I make people look it up. And I started doing that back when that, that word was, quite frankly, very overused. And mostly by teenagers. Whatever. Go make your bed. Whatever. Get your homework done. Whatever. You know, it was that response that we got from, 
from especially teenagers, but adults were kind of sucked into it too. And every time I heard the word, I couldn't help but think of what Paul was saying in this text. Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely. And you read that whole list. And then he says, think or ponder on these things. Well, i got to tell you, I've been pondering on those things for a long time. And I've come to the conclusion that you can't find truth apart from Him. You can't find nobleness apart from Him. You can't find any of those things apart from Him. They don't exist in their pure form in this world. And so again, the lesson is is to focus on Christ, to think about those things. But then he also says, think about it. After you've pondered it for a while, you need to put it into practice. You see, that's where we sometimes fail as Christians. We don't practice our faith. We say, I believe... And we kind of live our faith on Sundays, but the rest of the week we blend in with the rest of the world and we're not really putting our faith into practice on a daily basis. And you know what happens to our faith if we do that? It becomes exactly like my golf game. Because I expect when I get up to that first tee, to hit the perfect drive down the middle of the fairway, and you know what? I don't practice a lot. So, Bob, where does it go? Exactly. And I'm thinking to myself, why did it go there? I aimed over there. Practice. To become good at something, whether it's sports, whether it is in academia, whether it's math or becoming a surgeon or a good lawyer, you got to practice. And you keep practicing. And you grow, and you get better. We need to do that with our faith. To practice our faith, to practice sharing our faith, and telling people about Jesus and the hope that we have. A hope that defies the worldly expectations and a worldly understanding. Remember, it says, a peace that passes all of our human understanding. As we practice it, Christ works. The Holy Spirit is shaping and molding us to walk through life in a way that we give 
witness and hope to the world around us. Paul talks about it a little bit later. He says, I've learned to be content in every circumstance. Think about that for a moment. I picked this slide because it, you know, it, I thought it was appropriate on tonight with what we're expecting with the weather. Because you think about it. We look at the weather and we're never content. It's either too hot or too cold. It's either too wet or too dry. It's either too windy or it's stifling. Starts to sound like the three little bears in Goldilocks. We're never quite happy or content. Yet Paul says, I've learned whether I am full or hungry, whether I am lacking or I have all that I need. I've learned to be content whatever the circumstance. And that's because Paul is finding his contentment not in the condition of the world, but in Christ. Contentment flows from the pondering whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is pure. Focusing on Christ brings us a contentment that the world cannot deliver. It cannot give. So we approach our day of thanksgiving. Much of the world will gather for food, for football, for family, for fun. And a lot of people will forget to give thanks. And even those who do will often leave God out of the picture. But for those who have of us who believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Whether the year has been what the world would call good or bad, whatever our earthly circumstances have been, we still turn to God and in the words of Paul as he writes to Thessalonica, give thanks in all circumstances for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. You see, Christ is there. And Christ is with us. And Christ will carry us home someday. And I can think of no greater reason to give thanks than for the great things that God has done, is doing, and will do in our lives. May we give him all the glory and praise and thanks. Amen. And now may the peace of God which passes all of our human understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the true faith of God in Christ Jesus, the life everlasting. Amen.